In today's episode, we're interviewing Lauren Rollier Newton, an award-winning inspirational speaker and certified transformational coach. She has spent over a decade as an educator and coach. She started her career in the California public school system, first as a teacher, and then as a coach helping teachers to deliver the best possible instruction. She deeply believes that there is no one right way to build a business or a life for that matter. As a coach, she loves helping clients learn how to connect with what they want, what they love, and forge a path that only they can forge. So today, she's taking us behind the scenes to her number one secret to success. And spoiler alert, you are probably working too hard. So this should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you for having me, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here with you. I really appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you as well. So I would love to just dive into this. I, you know, it's, it sounds, I, I don't want it to be too hypey, but oh my gosh, what is your number one secret to success? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you, Jackie, but it's, it's one of those things where many of us grew up and especially as women, we grew up in a place where we watched the people around us work really, really hard just nose to the ground, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And we learned to value hard work so much. And it's not that I don't value hard work. It's just that if you look around the people that you grew up with who worked really, really hard, many of them didn't have a great result. And when I say a result, I don't just mean money or success or fame. I mean, like just a level of life satisfaction of fulfillment of living on purpose. Like I watched people around me work really hard and in my, in my growing up, they didn't make a lot of money and they also were miserable. So it's like, okay, it can't just be hard work. There has to be another piece of this puzzle or another ingredient. And so when I started my business, I had no business experience. I was a school teacher and I literally, I was broke. I was just gotten a divorce and I was literally living in my parents' basement as a 30 something. And uh, that's where I was when I started my business. And so it was actually kind of a good thing, Jackie, because uh, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you have seen the movie Titanic. Um, yes. <laughs> Jack is sitting there playing poker in the beginning of the movie, and he bets all of their money to get a ticket on Titanic. And he says the sentence, when you've got nothing, you've got nothing to lose. And that's when, that's when I started. <laughs> with you. I'm like, I have nothing and I have nothing to lose. So I'm just going after this. And so I, you know, I took lots of different programs and I got my coaching certification and all of this. And that is where I learned that, yes, you're, you're going to work hard. I'm not going to lie to anybody on this podcast and say building a seven figure company did not require hard work, but it was the way in which I went about building. And that's the secret that made it so easy. So to illustrate this, my suggestion to everyone would be you know deeply what it is that you want to create. And I think we all think that we know what it is, but like, can you walk around in it? Like, can you walk around in your business when it's successful and taste it and smell it and all that stuff? So that's the first step to this process. It's not the secret, but the first step is you have to really know what you want and be able to see it in order to be able to get ideas on that wavelength. Because if I'm just coming from where I am and the stress and the hard work, I'm always going to produce ideas on the level of stress, hard work, that kind of frequency. I don't want to get too woo-woo here, but that's always what I'm going to produce. The alternative is to get yourself walking around in that, in that vision or that blueprint of what your successful business looks like so that your ideas start to come in harmony with that. 
So Ralph Waldo Emerson said the first currency of the universe is an idea. For most of us, we've never had the experience of imagining a million dollars and it just, you know, rolling down the hills, coming our way, you know, and here it is on my doors. <laughs> it always starts with an idea. And yet we, I think we underestimate the value of ideas. So as an example of this, when I was very new to my business, I would say I was about a year into my business and I was making money, but you know, not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm about a year into my business and I get this idea that I want to have 24 speaking engagements this year. This was in 2019. I want to have 24 speaking engagements on other people's stages. So not on my own stage, but on somebody else's stage. So the first thing I do when I come up with some sort of a goal like that is I, I just do a huge brainstorm. Okay, here I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing it done. Let me brainstorm every single idea I can come up with. Now, this is the important thing. When you get an idea or you start working on a goal, your logical mind wants to kick in and tell you how to do it and how's that going to work and how are you going to do this and that. And all that your logical mind is doing is going off of everything it's known so far. It's not future pacing. It doesn't have spirit to it. It's literally just going, okay, what's Lauren's history? What has she done so far? And then it just recalls all that information. And that's why most people keep producing hard work is they think that that's like the, like, oh, that's just such this reasonable, realistic voice I have to listen to. And so it's very important to suspend that and just really tap into the ideas. So I always suggest when people do this process, just write down every idea. Even if it's the stupidest idea that you would never do, write it down in honor of that, letting more ideas get on the page than have ever been put on the page before. So in this case, I'm like, okay, what step can I take to generate 24 speaking engagements this year? And I write down every single idea. And then one popped off the page at me. And that's what you want to look for. You want to look for that idea. It's not logical. It doesn't have to be realistic. It doesn't even have to do, have to do with your business. It just jumps off the page at you. And in my case, it was post your blog on LinkedIn. So my logical mind is like, that has nothing to do with getting speaking engagements. What's that going to do with anything? I'm not even active on LinkedIn, but I trust the process enough that I decide to post this uh, blog on LinkedIn. Within an hour, I had an email from a guy who was also a coach and I had networked with him before. And he's like, oh, we should get together and have coffee. It wasn't until the morning of going to this coffee date that I realized, oh my gosh, this guy is the guy that coordinates speakers for this leadership summit. So this is what I mean by the first idea sometimes isn't the million dollar idea. But if you honor the ones that have, um, Edison would say it has an electricity to it. When he was getting ideas for, you know, creating the electric grid, he would say, I would actually look for the ideas that had electricity in them. And so uh, my idea with electricity was to post on LinkedIn. I didn't even realize when the guy reached out to me, oh my gosh, this is a speaking opportunity right here. Now I'm new to my business. So to be honest, Jackie, at this point in my life, I hadn't spoken anywhere. <laughs> like I was... <laughs> I had hosted my own events. I, I think I'd done a couple speaking engagements. I'd, I'd uh, spoken at a mastermind group and I think I'd spoken at a mother's club and that was it. Like I had no experience other than being a teacher for all those years, right? So, right. But I'd never, you know, been on a stage somewhere. So the morning of this coffee, I'm like, okay, I got to ask this guy if I can keynote this leadership summit. So then I just start freaking out. I'm like, oh, he's going to think you're pushy. He's going to think you're too big for your britches, you know, all this stuff. And I looked myself in the eyes in the mirror and I said to myself, Lauren, 
if you want to be the person that you want to be, what step does she take, that version of you? And it's like, you can't lie to yourself in that moment. I'm thinking she she makes the ask. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well then go do it. So I go to this coffee meeting, such a nice guy, uh, older executive coach, uh, very nice. And all meeting long, I'm thinking, okay, Lauren, be bold, be bold. And so finally I make the ask. I say, I know you're having this leadership summit. I would love to serve your audience. I would love to maybe give some morning remarks or something that can really get them excited for all the great content you're going to give them uh, that day. So do you think that would serve you? And he looked back at me. I'll never forget. I see it like it was yesterday. He looked back at me. He goes, you would do that for us? Oh. Like it's as if I was giving him a million dollars, you know, and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would do that for you. And of course I'm sitting there like peeing my pants. Right. Right. So that was that. But then here comes the next part. He asks me, why do you love speaking so much? And I was able to share with him why I loved speaking so much. And it wasn't because I had so much experience that I was able to tell him that Jackie, it was because I had walked around in that vision of me having an impact on people's lives so many times mm-hmm. that when I shared this with him. I love speaking because, you know, I was the woman who was divorced, who felt left behind, who never felt like I was good enough. And if I can impact just one more person, then I'm happy. So then he looks back at me and he says, well, I'm going to retire. And I have 18 speaking engagements that I've got booked, but I don't want them. I'd like to give them to you. And so I walked into that meeting with zero speaking engagements and I walked out with 19. Wow. This is why I think the most important secret is it isn't about working harder because I could have made 500 phone calls for speaking engagements. I could have knocked on doors. I could have done all the, all the things that I knew how to do, but instead it's, it's tapping into that energy of what is it I'm creating? Let me get every idea out on the page. Let me go with the one that pops. And in my experience with myself and all my clients, it's always taken us somewhere way faster than if I, if I just try to ask myself the traditional sort of figure it out energy way of going about growing. And that's really how we've, we've grown soul savvy. It's these, it's these giant leaps, uh, based on, I've got this creative energy and I'm going to follow these ideas, uh, with an open, with an open heart and mind, but I'm not going to tell myself it's going to take grinding 14 hours a day to create this result. Well, and I think that's so important too, because it's like, if at the end of the day, you want a business that you can bring joy from and, and, you know, a life that you really enjoy, if you're not loving it along the way, you're not going to get there, right? You're going to end up in a place where, yep. So, so, so I love the idea of bringing that, that like, let's not shut myself down, but let's open myself up to all the ideas and, and go from that place and find that electricity and then use that throughout your, your, your path, right? Like go from electricity to electricity and it's amazing where you'll end up. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is the other great thing about doing it this way is you have so much fun watching all the dots get connected as you move forward. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have so much fun watching it happen, whereas if you, so what I would suggest is there's many, uh, Rumi said it this way, there's many ways to kiss the ground. So there's, <laughs> there's if you have a vision for, let's say, a, a highly impactful business and a certain number of income, 
There's so many different ways to get there. And what we unconsciously do and what we unconsciously tie ourselves to is we get one idea. So it's okay. I want to get 24 speaking engagements. I'm going to do a ton of research and I'm going to make a hundred phone calls. You can create results that way. But as soon as I tie myself to that, it's almost as if I've shut my brain off to all the easier ways that it could come about. And so I'm not saying don't make the hundred calls. If that's the idea that pops off the page at you, do it, but always keep a corner of your mind open to the possibility that it could be, it could be 24 in one day. It could be 20. I can walk down the street and it could be, there's 24 speaking engagements. Like it doesn't have to be this incremental inchworm kind of thing. And what I have found is it's only when we open ourselves to it, that it connects for us. Cause to be honest with you, Jackie, if I did what I'm teaching you, I turned up the volume on it in my own business. We'd be 10 times ahead of where we are now. So it's like always turning up the volume on this, keeping the corner of the mind open to the possibility that it doesn't have to be so hard. I love that. And so tell me a little bit more about like what you're doing next. So like, like you said, you, you always need to be pumping up the volume. You need to be paying attention to that for yourself. So what kind of opportunities and what kind of challenges are you taking on now? Yeah. So thank you for asking that question. So in Soul Savvy, we do both life coaching and business coaching, and we are turning up the volume this year by doing two things. We're doing the simplify thing, which is let's not overcomplicate our process. Let's really do what we're good at and own that. But the second thing that I've done is uh, this year, our, my biggest project is having the most outstanding customer care and service uh, in the industry. That's my dream. And so one of our, and I realized this is sometimes we say we want all this growth. And when we're looking at our actions, they don't match what we're saying we want. And so for me as a business owner, I'm saying I would love to bring in, you know, 50 clients a month, 70 clients a month. And then I'm looking at my infrastructure. And if I'm honest with myself, I'm going, wow, there's no way that we can do that and really take care of people. So this year has been our big project of preparing for the growth that we know we're going to have by making sure that every single person who sets foot, you know, at one of our events or walks through our door or finds us virtually feels like we know them, we care about them and we're their biggest advocate. And so that has been a big undertaking because uh, even though we're, you know, a seven figure business, we, we don't have yet that that great infrastructure and so we've been bringing on new team members and structures and systems to make sure that like nobody gets left behind if they become a part of this company i love that i think that's so so lost in the field right where it's like so often it's like it's all about growth 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 right and let's just go right. and let's bring in all you know like i just need more clients and more clients and i think whatever level you're at you can kind of get focused on that but really at the end of the day, all of us got into this for impact, right? To, to not actually change things. And you can only do that when you really connect with people. So I love that as you guys are growing, you're saying, no, how do we make sure that every single person feels special as they come through our door, whether they work with us a little bit or, you know, go and do big, huge things with us. Exactly. And my goal is that even if someone buys a $39 product from us or a $30,000 product that they feel seen and valued and a part of this. And I think that's so important because when I was first starting as a coach and still to this day, I mean, there's not one client, I don't know their vision. I mean, I know it like the back of my hand, what they want. And as we grow, that doesn't have to go away just because I'm not the one having ownership over all of it. Um, it's so important for 
every single person, I believe, who interacts with a coach to really feel like that coach cares about them. And if not, we've done something wrong in the industry. I totally, totally appreciate that. So, okay. I always ask all of my guests this next question. Uh, here at The Wealthy Woman, we feel really strongly that true wealth is never just about money, right? It's also about making sure that we have those things in our lives that we value the most. And so first you have to figure out what those actually are. And then you have to make sure that you have them um, as you grow your life and grow your business. So I love to ask Lauren, what is the thing that you have right now that makes you wealthiest in your life or in your business? Mm, thank you for this question. I love this question. So for me, the thing I have, I have a silly one, but I'm going to start <laughs> with my, my serious one. So yes. the thing that makes me feel really wealthy is I mentioned to everyone, you know, already where I was when I started my business. When I started my business, I mentioned I was, you know, living in my parents' basement and all that. But my divorce was not just like, oh, I think we should not be together anymore. It was um, my husband left me after one year of marriage. And I found out that for the whole seven years we were together as a couple, he had been living a double life. Oh and when I discovered that, of course, I was angry at him. And of course, I had it was traumatic and all that stuff. But what I realized was how low of a value I'd held on myself. Mm -hmm. um, when he left me, he gave me a list of things that uh, he said, you're not my dream girl. And what if were, these are all the different qualities you would have. And he made a literally a list of things that he felt like a, a dream girl would have, so to speak, that I didn't have. And it's funny because when I tell this story, you know, and on stage or whatever, I always say it's <laughs> easy for your mind to want to go and start making him a villain. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not the point of the story. The point is that that is the best gift that he ever gave me. Because it's not until I saw that list that I realized that I had no self-esteem. Because when I looked at the list he gave me, I, I realized, yeah, I agree with him. Like there's nothing good about me. Mm. And it was in that moment of realization that I realized I, this is not like, could he be more skillful? Is there, there are, are there all things wrong with what he did? Yes. But ultimately it was just, he held a big fat mirror up in front of me and I really needed that. And I'm really grateful for it because what I, the journey that I went on from that point on is realizing, discovering, asking am I valuable as a human being? And that is the journey that I would say has been the greatest wealth for me because not only have I found my own value, but I've been able to stand with people in their darkest hour and help them find that value too. So for me, the greatest wealth is I've built everything from starting in that place with nothing. And I know that if I lost it all again, I could build it right back up because what I've built inside of myself cannot be broken. And so for me, that's the greatest wealth. I love that. And, you know, in, in the kind of work that we do, of course, it's, it's, it is that journey, right? Like that's, that's the thing. If, if you can't be thankful for the hardest things you go through um, and, and look at them and say, there was, there was something I needed to see. And if I saw it sooner, maybe it would have been a little less painful to deal with it, but I didn't. So it had yeah. to be this big thing, I, but look, look where I am now. And you would likely I have to, you know, guess you probably would not be where you are now, which is no. amazing. Right. So yes. And we can all 
at whatever scale, right? I think it's so easy to compare our stories and go, oh, this person has this harder or someone went through this. But ultimately, we're all on our own journey. And through that journey, we're all going to have our own variations. And we get to choose what we do with those types of things. Absolutely. And every moment of growth is so valuable. Like that's the big story, the big heart-wrenching story. But you know, even these little breakthroughs that I have now as a leader or with a client, it's like those all mean something because they're all building up to this, this unshakable um, feeling inside. Like I'm unshakable. I can do this and I can help others. And I think that's the greatest wealth. And it was what I didn't know I was missing for so long. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad <laughs> that I know it now. But um, yeah, I would not be here. I would not have helped people. I would not be married to the person I'm married to now, you know. You don't, if you really look back, like if there was one tiny change, there'd be so much in your life that you don't have. And it's so valuable to take a look back and say, you know what, I'm going to give myself some more credit because this human birth thing is really hard and I've been doing a pretty darn good job. Yes. I think we all deserve a bit of grace for sure. Okay. So I have to ask, of course, what is, what is that silly thing that makes you feel really wealthy? We all care about that one too. Yeah, this is so, this is so silly. So I love, I'm like a history nerd. I, Mm. I love history. I love all things like genealogy. I loved going to thrift stores and like pondering, like who owned this object before I own this, you know? So I'm totally pretty. And so I have this thing where I order these vintage jewelry lots and I sift through the jewelry with like a little jeweler's um, <laughs> magnifying glass yeah. to see if I find any treasure. And then I have every intention of selling it. And then I never do. So I literally just have like drawers full of vintage jewelry because I like to be a treasure hunter. So secretly I'm a pirate. <laughs> and that makes me feel wealthy. <laughs> you are, you are like a literal pirate. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, 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 I love the story. All the way, and I didn't even see it till it happened. You're like, I am a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> My so if anybody wants vintage jewelry happy to send you a box because i have plenty of it <laughs> oh that's so funny my my grandmother made jewelry and so when she oh. she passed away she we all inherited and and it's it's such a myth right like some of the stuff is like this is a real emerald and this is beautiful and then there's just so it's and it's all mixed in together and so it was so much fun going through those boxes. So I can totally appreciate that. That particular. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Well, um, before we wrap up, I do want to make sure that our audience has the opportunity to find out more about working with you and your team. Where can they go if they would like to get some support from you? Yes. So you can always visit our website at soulsavvy.com. We have tons of different options. So if you're looking just more for what's my purpose, what's my next step, we have that. We also have uh, something if you're looking to grow your business. So I really should have thought about this URL more because I realize my name can be hard to spell. But if you go to laurenbrolier.com slash coach success secrets weekly, we actually give a series of all sorts of tips for you to build your business. And I don't hold anything back. So there's tons and tons. We have archives of coaching tips and secrets. And as soon as you subscribe, you pretty much get access to everything. So you can always do that for free at um, laurenbrolier.com slash coach success secrets weekly. Wow. That sounds amazing. Sounds like there's so much 
amazing stuff to kind of just dig into. So. Dig through it. Yep. It's yeah. kind of like the run with the jewelry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can all be pirates now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. You have been an amazing guest. We really enjoy hearing all about your experience and your amazing accomplishments and in such a short period of time. So I'm going to hope that all of my audience follows your guidance and uh, starts building their list of energetic ideas of what, what can come next. Love it. Thank you, Jackie. I've really enjoyed being with you. <laughs>